0: Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi Creative Coaching System, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence-boosting skills. Okay then, welcome back my amazing public showering friends. I am super excited to be talking to this lovely lady right now. She's gone from a whole thing of being what she called herself a muggle into the incredible world of performance and pole dancing and everything. Her name is Mel Lee, welcome my darling.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: You're very you're very, very welcome. I have to say straight away, it's just I'm sure you get this all the time as well because it is just annoying, but it's also like it's so you have such the most wonderful Scottish cute accent that's just so oh, nice to yeah. listen to. Like it's ear candy, <laughs> which is good for a podcast.
1: You know, I actually I had I used to have a really strong Scottish accent, but now that I've been living in England I had to really tone it down because otherwise people could not understand what I'm saying. Oh really? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Just I thick. Yeah, things like like mirror, mirror, no one understood <laughs> what I meant. They thought I was saying like, what did I say? I used to say mirror, mirror. When I say mirror, and they would think I was saying murder. Anyway, so
0: <laughs> saying. no, but I love it. And like, <laughs> and I know And mean, I mean, and maybe it's a little bit of a thing to say, but like, because you are of an Asian descent, because your parents are from Hong Kong, yes. Yes, they are. Like, I mean, it's, it might be really an obvious thing to say, but it's like you, like the the way that you look versus your accent to me is, is just such a joyous, joyous thing because I don't expect <laughs> the Scottish accent to come out of you. I, if anything, I just expect like a, a yeah. kind of regular English accent and it's just sort of makes yeah. <laughs> makes you even more intriguing than you are anyway. <laughs>
1: I know it's like whenever I meet someone I see that look of like confusion on their face and it gets old I have to say
0: oh really I'm say, I hope I'm not just another person it's like, oh my god you don't sound like what you look like which is sort of a really no. annoying obnoxious thing to say But
1: <laughs> I mean I have used it to my advantage I don't know if you ever watched Harry Potter yes I used to pretend to people that I was Cho Chang just to see how far I would get along with it you know Harry's love interest she's oh, yes. also Scottish Asian
0: yeah no exactly how far did that go then
1: I mean, like I think people just don't really I, <laughs> they just don't really know what to say or do when they realize that it is not. and I'm, I just carry on with it. I'm like, Haha. I know it's <laughs> <That's quite laughs> for
0: me no, exactly, <laughs> right. Well, let's get started in in then because, I mean, I when I think about you I just think of legs for days incredible heels and as we just sort of set up our podcast right now you are currently sat wearing pleasers yes
1: yes I am (laughs) I am breaking in my new shoes so they're ready to be danced in oh I love it I love it like I'm
0: still I think we spoke about this a little while ago I'm still I'm not scared of pleasers but I've still yet to actually don some for a performance like they were trying to egg me on at um, Great Beach Pole Champs last week when I did an improv and my co-host Jim was being like, what if we put you in heels?" And I was like, come on, man, like I can improv for days, but it might just be a whole <laughs> different energy for me to for the first time just go out on stage in pleasers, like really.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, go for it. You never know what might happen. You might fall in love with it, like I did. I never expected to like heels as much as I did. It, it took me quite a while actually to put on my first pair of heels because I was very like, sport, sport, sport. Pole dancing is not, it's just like, it's, it's pole sports. And I'm like, ass on a pole. And then I put them on and my legs looked really long and my butt looked really big. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I
0: love this. Ah, excellent. <laughs> like, well, okay, so let's start with that one because um, yeah, I did remember a little while ago that you tell me a little bit about your background and that i didn't realize you were a gymnast like way before that you started doing pole and it was actually um it was actually through university that you started going to it was basically like the the university pole uh, team
1: yeah what do you call yeah, it society. Society.
0: society there we go you can tell i didn't go to a regular university do you like i'm like a society <laughs> we did not have those at my, thing. my, my the thing
1: yeah. Yeah, no I so I studied um, engineering at university. I went to Imperial College mm. and I was a very devout Christian Catholic going to university very Love that. like straight A student and I did gymnastics as a background and when I got to university I, I joined um Quite a few societies, because, you know, it's your first chance to do something a bit different. Yeah. Um, And my friends, they thought it'd be really funny because I was such a devout Catholic. They thought it'd be funny (sighs) to, like, get me to go to a pole dancing class. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but, you know, trying new things. Did you actually feel, like,
0: genuinely, like, it was sort of anti-Christian a little bit?
1: Yeah, I did, because... I don't know (laughs) I guess the the connotations of it you know back then Mm. and the associations with stripping which I've Mm. back then I'm not 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 the opinions I have now of course Mm. but back then was something that was a bit more frowned upon especially the whole no sex before marriage of course all of that. How could I have sex with a pole? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. Okay then. So so what what was the situation with you with your friends? Did they did they literally just find it that it was just like this will be hilarious? She'll never do this.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I was like, do you know, what? I'm gonna give it a go, and I went, and I actually really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like I was actually so bad, but. In what way? Like,
0: like rhythmically. Ah, I
1: had no strength whatsoever. Yeah. Of course. Like I was a gymnast, but um, the type of gymnastics I did was acrobatic gymnastics. So I was wow. like constantly being flung around in the air, which meant like I was small, petite, and flexible, but not strong at all. As in, like um, you
0: were a, a flyer with a base. Kind of situation.
1: Ah, right. So, just
0: for anyone that is just confused, what on earth we're talking about. So, normally, yeah, you have a base, which is normally quite a chunky person, and they're the one that is literally throwing someone like Mel, the flyer, in the sky.
1: (laughs) Wee, wee, wee. (laughs) Essentially. you catch them. (laughs) Not a few injuries. uh, And one of them, like, Really took me out, and I woke up in the hospital and everything. Like that. So that was the end of my gymnastics career for me. No way. It took me really seriously, growing up, like yeah, it was, uh, every, I did it almost every evening, like five nights a week. It was all encompassing in my life.
0: Wow! And, um, oh my goodness, sweetie. So I guess that
1: sort of translates a lot into my pole training now because mm. I've, I've always kind of identified as being an athlete.
0: <laughs> identify as an athlete <laughs> I love that <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I mean no 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 I love
0: it I love it I always get nervous when I you know when you get to choose what you are on like Facebook and Instagram it says like who you are and I'm like I don't yeah. know because like I guess I could say I'm an artist and I, I could say an athlete and I, I could say that I'm a DJ but all of these things I feel like I dabble in but I'm not I, I don't know
1: I don't know what to say anymore <laughs> Oh, jack of all trades, that's what you are I don't know you well <laughs> like a pole dancer Honestly, you're like pole dancer, content creator, costume <laughs> maker, music editor, all it's, the things Do you know what I mean? It isn't simple, is
0: it? When you like start your pole yeah. dance career like, And I, I think that most people, like, not to frighten anyone out there that is listening And just sort of you know, pondering about doing pole dancing like, just, just get ready, because you're going to get sucked right into it And then you do become yeah. the whole shebang, really, don't you?
1: Yeah, like pole dancing is not just a sport; it's a whole lifestyle. Um, everything <laughs> from like you can't listen to music in the same way. I think you spoke about this in the oh, podcast because yes. whenever you listen to music, you're always just like, "Oh, can I dance to this?" Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and oh, any this is other a good tempo for a warm up? Yeah,
0: yeah. No. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's true. Like at you know, the moment, I'm going through such a dance music phase as well, and I'm I'm desperate to do like a dance like a really amazing trance track. But you know, the BPM really? is so much faster, and it, it's. It, it makes you really appreciate music in a completely different way because, you, you know, pole dancing, bizarrely, isn't fast. It's a fast thing. Or at least that's what I think. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, it depends, I think, where I've trained a lot with the Eastern Europeans, like a lot of Russians and Latvians. Oh, God. And they completely change the game. Like, the way they listen to music is very different from the game in the UK, I would say. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: And even in some of the choreography classes, we don't dance for some of it. Like in the UK it's like, you know, we learn a choreo, we dance it over and over. Over there, I've had a few classes where we literally just sit and we listen to the music and we listen to all of the ups and downs, the different beats, the different tempos. They don't pick like, you know, this count of eight, this count of eight. It's like, okay, this part of the music where it's like da 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 and the next part which is a bit more like slow and tranquil. It's a lot more challenging in that sense.
0: Oh wow Oh, that's mega interesting. Hold on, let's come back to that because I want to go back. So this is let's let's go back to your your first your first day in in pole, and you were not yes. quite as graceful as maybe you hoped.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And being the Asian that I was, I was like, I must be the best at everything. Yes. <laughs> Am I not good at this? So that's kind of uh, what got me stuck into it. I think.
0: Like, I really, just pure like I need to be great.
1: <laughs> that was really bad. No, I just was like. I should be good at this because I have a gymnastics background but I'm not and it's you know it was also super fun like it's the first time since you're you know a child really that you can just like mess around fall on the floor have a giggle and not
0: really care you know what I'm really glad you said that because uh, literally, literally an hour ago I was I was recording a podcast with Andrew Gregory who is a legend and then um, yeah. we were literally just talking about like you know as as you you grow older and you go through life like your your world and your environment essentially stops you from from being a fool and being silly so I think it's actually really yeah. refreshing that in your first class you actually had this this vibe of like I can actually just be and just just play I think I don't think that everyone gets that initial reaction, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I tell that to a lot of my students as well when they come as beginners. I'm like, don't have, um, don't expect, you know, anything big to come from your first six weeks. Not in a bad way. Not like, oh, you're going to be shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but I'm just like, you know, just take this as an opportunity to have some fun. Like, don't be afraid to fail. That's the biggest thing I think in pole dancing is that, like it's so challenging because we use a lot of muscles that we never use in a day-to-day life. Like when are we ever inverted upside down holding ourselves up by our arms? <laughs> well, absolutely. Like, I mean, I okay, get. Oh,
0: thank you so much for saying that because I, I, think you're you're very you're very generous. You say you're going to be like pretty shit for six six weeks. I'm telling people they're going to be <laughs> shit for about six months. Like, <laughs> like it truly because I think I think yeah, in maybe a month and a half, you suddenly get to realise that the pole is actually there to assist you because for the first, even me as a professional dancer, my first few private classes with Laura Walker back in the day, she was like, oh, honestly, you'll be fine at everything. It'll take you a minute, and I was just like, what the holy moly is this metal thing <laughs> i couldn't i could say this so many times i could not pirouette like and not fall off the pole oh
1: my gosh like no, pirouettes are so hard i feel so bad every time i teach a pirouette to beginners because they're actually so technical it's
0: mega isn't so it technical. it's absolutely mega yeah. and like when you consider like for, for years and years and years because again in gymnastics of course you still also have pirouettes like not, not on a pole <laughs> you're, on, you're on a mat or something but like <laughs> um it, it's I think your your world suddenly becomes this bizarre 3D world where you have the floor but you also have a new floor which is going up which is <laughs> <Yes. laughs> going vertical yes. and suddenly you're actually having to put your weight into the pole so yeah for everyone out there that is either just starting or you know even professionals that are somehow randomly crap at very basic skills <laughs> it's fine it's so fine
1: yes. <laughs> because Do we're going Things that are on the ground harder than the things on the pole sometimes because um. you you have learned how to to be on the ground right. We right. obviously we all walk. <laughs> but
0: when you learn sometimes to trick mostly up the
1: pole. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, <laughs> when you learn to trick up the pole, you're like you know connecting all these new neurons, these new pathways. You're learning something new. Whereas things like a pirouette, you're adding something onto something that you've learned how to do your whole life, which is basically walking. <laughs> but with a bit more flamboyance, and you're thinking like, what we have to add the
0: hands? What we what? What is this? We have to engage core more. Why? Uh yeah, <laughs> actually, that's that's a very interesting point as well, because again, it's like um, I've only learned this from from becoming a, a teacher, and especially teaching now aerial pole. Like, I think if if you if you are a gymnast or you do have a background in movement, you generally speaking do engage things, but you still always forget something, and it's often like a pectoral muscle, or like mm. just your one bicep. And I do this all the time where I just prod my student and then they go oh oh (laughs) and it's it's very like common like that
1: yeah and I think also if you've done a previous sport as well like me with gymnastics or or I I see a lot with ballet dancers you have a lot of movement patterns that are really difficult to unlearn one thing that I see a lot of is the whole like shoulders back and down which we now know in pole dancing is not so beneficial for your shoulders no Um, but as a gymnast and as a ballet dancer you're always taught with your posture to have your shoulders down and back you know shoulders away from your ears yeah Um, and that's not so helpful when you're trying to pull your body up on the pole so yeah there's pros and cons definitely to having a a sport background
0: yeah it's true so I mean again for anyone that's considering like I mean I bet you get this all the time a lot of people that say oh Mel yeah I would love to try try pole dancing but I think I'm going to go to the gym first and I'm going to train something and and it's I'd say the same things like no if you want to do pole dancing go to pole class because it's specific.
1: Yes. 100%. 100%. Because
0: <laughs> you can't even begin to imagine how complex it's going to be until you suddenly realise you've got to put your entire body weight between your thighs <laughs> on some chrome, which is I know stupid, really.
1: <laughs> I know. Honestly, People, it's like someone saying, you know, they're going to take a... What is it that I am trying to say here? Is when they say they... No, I'm not. I don't know what I'm trying to. Say. I, I've got it in my head, but I cannot like vocalize it. It's about taking a bath to get clean. No, no, no. Okay, do you know right. what? just cut that part. I don't know
0: what I'm trying to. Oh say. no, I'm one hundred percent keeping that because I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out the root of this idea. It's it's like taking a bath without putting the water in. I don't know. Is that where you're going with that?
1: I don't know. Like oh, I know. When they're saying they're too dirty to take a bath or something. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm saying. It's I It's been love a it. long day.
0: Well, for everyone else, finish finish that idea and write in and tell us tell us what you think Mel's trying to say here. <laughs> okay, then. So you uh, you're in your first podcast, class. You've you've left with all your friends, and and then what? What happened then?
1: And then I just got super hooked. Like it was just really really fun to play around to be a child again. And uh, I studied quite an intense degree. It was chemical engineering, and surrounded by like very. Um, a particular type of a nerdy individual let's just say and pole dancers were just like a completely different world like I think it takes a, a certain type of person to be, to do pole dancing quite yes. fair, quite uh, willing to try new things so I always regarded the pole dancing society as like my people so um, you know they were who I hung out with outside of lectures, my sort of escape I would go to the library, do my studies and then in the evening I would go to pole class and obviously do the classes but there was also like a lot of like the social aspect as well we'd have sports mm. nights and dress up and do a lot of um, socials together <laughs> um, which was super fun um, and then of course there was like the big competitions every year mm. so um there is a competition, a, nation- a nationwide competition called IUPDC, the International Pole Dancing Championships.
0: That's a lot of and, letters.
1: Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> IUPDC.
0: IUPDC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, that's
1: the one. Um, and basically all the universities across the UK would get together once a year mm. um, and we compete against each other. But it was a very friendly competition, like mm. not malicious in any way. Um, it was just a chance to... Put together a routine, something you've been working on throughout the year, yeah. and showcase it, really. Yeah. Super fun.
0: That's really lovely. I can imagine what would, be, Like, so... I know what pole people are like. I don't know what uni pole people are like. I imagine they're absolutely bonkers because uni. But like, did you, like, in my mind, your, I don't know, extracurricular activities with your chemi- chemical engineering friends would have been something that looks and sounds a bit like the Queen's Gambit. And then, like, <laughs> the pole stuff would just be this, like, really exciting sort of wild night of, like, did you ever get, like, your your mates in class? Were they ever, sort of, not funny, but were they were they? always be like oh yeah there's a girl in our class that also just pole were they ever just a bit like huh
1: oh I was so I remember one of my friends like one of my best friends um for like the first year we were friends whenever I said oh I'm going to poll, I'm going to pole he thought because of my accent he said he thought I was going to the pool he thought I was a swimmer
0: <laughs> for a whole year <laughs> for a whole year no
1: and I was just like how could you think that um, but I think it's just because like I don't know it, it, at the time pole <laughs> dancing wasn't such a big thing and uh, mm. over the course of my four years at imperial it did grow all right um, we had hundreds of members by the end which was epic wow but um the people in my course um how did they take it <laughs> uh, to be honest like I don't I don't really think I gave them much time of i didn't really them for their opinion <laughs> I, was sure I don't think would anyone does all over my body <laughs> i remember like coming to lectures like being completely covered in bruises um, <laughs> yeah oh that man pretty much like they didn't no one really um no one really cared at, the, at least that i know of yeah no one said it to me personally anyway <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, I guess they probably didn't know how to handle it, really. But like from that moment, though, did you already start to imagine that this was going to be something that you'd want to possibly make into a career?
1: Absolutely not. No way.
0: Really? (laughs)
1: Zero. Yeah, because um, it's just not something that was really in my peripheral. Like, I I wasn't particularly good at it (laughs) at the time when I was at university. It was just something for fun. Hmm. Um, And I have to admit, actually, it was probably only when i left university and started working that i realized you know um like how much how, how big a part of my life it is and right. it connected me to a lot of friends yeah um, like i said like pole dancing brings you to a lot of uh, like-minded people and when you move to a new city starting a new job and you don't know anyone and um, pole dancing was a great way to meet people
0: oh it's so traveling. true like I mean I guess like you well you are traveling quite a little bit now for performance and stuff but I mean like yeah, f- for me yeah. when I when I go to a new country and stuff like this like it is impossible to not find a studio somewhere like it's yeah. it's actually quite remarkable how easy it, I, I've been to like Alexandria and Egypt where you know basically women's anything is actually very difficult mm-hmm. to find but there was a pole studio like you know I've been in Romania and there's a studio I've been in Hungary there's a studio like it doesn't take much yeah. like the community is great that's why I love
1: it. <laughs> I know and it's it's so different from like imagine you were a ballet dancer and you were like oh I'm going to go to New York I'm going to see if I can train
0: at this ballet school they'd be like uh, I don't think so oh <laughs> like, who well you think you are? well yeah literally like one of the first times I was and I was bricking it I was absolutely shitting my pants that when I it, it, through uni I decided that I would go and try and do some some dance in America and I found mm-hmm. it absolutely terrifying like I'm not the I don't know I, I am quite an outgoing chatty person and stuff but I do get really intimidated like in new spaces I've actually had to learn to communicate which is ironic since is isn't doing a podcast but like no honestly it shits me up meeting new people scares the absolute bejeebus out of me like you have no idea like the conversations I'm having to like coach myself yeah I know see I'm pretty good at hiding it (laughs) (laughs) it's a true skill the anxiety levels are quite incredible sometimes but like no but like going to dance dance places like you know it it isn't a complete myth that you know dance world is catty like you know it it obviously comes from somewhere like dance moms is 100% a thing Um, you know and so going to like I tried hip hop classes I tried contemporary classes I did ballet in a few places and I don't remember really making friends in any of those places like even for like the hour or two hours I was in that class I never really managed to gel whereas I feel like you can go to a Pole you and I think because of how sort of weird and unusual, and you know, we all know that it's like a naughty sport, even though it's like not really. Like it's yeah. like we band together in this like he- yeah. he- 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 we're doing a naughty thing yeah. together. <laughs>
1: I love that. No, I also tell that. I think a big part of it as well. Sorry, is the fact that in pole dancing you have to spot each other. Well, I mean, true. you don't have to, but you. Can. Um, <laughs> you should. Um, but, yeah, if you can. If you see a friend struggling, like, don't just let them fall. <laughs> but I do say that to my beginners. When they come and they do a six-week course with me, I'm like, you know, there are people in this class that are going to be your best friends. Just mm. FYI. You're going to leave this room, and someone here will be one of your bestest friends. And I think it's, yeah, Aww. because you're doing something a bit naughty to di- together something a <laughs> bit different. But also the fact that you're like, I am going to be holding your arse up next to my face
0: for oh, the next mate. hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> something about that just bonds you <laughs> it's very true it's amazing
0: like um i get. i guess like you're going through something that is you know innately unusual like sadly we do live in a world where a lot of people are not very comfortable with not just their own bodies but definitely being near someone else's body and mm. you know there's i i'm I would say I'm a I'm a not a touchy person. Like I quite like hugging people, but f- after that, I'm not someone that gets really like I don't know touchy. But in a pole class, or yeah, when I'm teaching, like I will usually very kindly go. Do you mind if I support you? I'm probably going to touch your boob and your hip and your ass, but hey, we're going to go there, and everyone will always go, yeah, of course, because they don't want to fall down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then also the thing about pole dancing is that as we discussed earlier it is like almost life encompassing it's not just a sport it's a lifestyle like it's not just in the studio the time you spend with these people but then it spills into other aspects of your life like I don't know like what you're wearing, or the music you're dancing to, or you're, even your dating—like there's a lot of things that full spills you into know what? you end up sharing with your friends.
0: One hundred percent. Did you like? This is a question for sort of a an now and then. Like, do you think that your actual like clothing style changed through uni because of what you were doing?
1: Oh yeah, I became a lot more body confident and cool. <laughs> um, like. Just, I, I went from being, you know, very modest, mm. not to being, like, more promiscuous, but I just was always in, like, athleisure wear, and that, yeah. that meant for me, like, wearing a sports bra. I, I wouldn't hesitate to wear, for example, like, a sports bra and leggings, mm. you know, an oversized, like, hoodie or something on top of that, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whereas in my first class, I remember my first ever pole dancing class, I turned up in like a spaghetti top and leggings. <laughs> <laughs> I was really self-conscious about my body. Really self-conscious.
0: It's, you know what, and again, like, I, I don't remember particularly, I've never been that self-conscious about my body, but obviously I have been to a certain degree, and I, I, I now get you know my, my favorite part about me is my back like I'm such a back person I get turned <laughs> on by people's backs and dancers pole dancers have absolutely majestic backs because we're such cubes we're like these like yeah, muscular cubes. cubes there we are though because you're like even if you're a curvy person you still become a bit cubic yeah. just because your abs just sort of managed to pop out and I, I don't know yeah. I feel so like good when I'm in a crowd because I know that I'm genuinely like a lot stronger than most of the people around me and it just it, it gives yeah. me like a level of security as well as a bit of confidence which I'm, you know, I just I don't know, yeah. maybe I'm just full of myself yeah. I don't know <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. I, I agree completely Yeah, good. I love being a cube being a cube is a great thing but also I think as well, being surrounded by other cubes or just like other body types like you're a pole dancer, like we don't wear a lot of clothing, so when you go to a class, you see people of all different shapes and sizes yeah. doing incredible things, and you're like, oh, like why, why have I been conditioned to think that I have to be a stick in order to, to feel and look amazing?
0: Pole dancers aren't sticks, realistically. Like even if you are just one of these people that are like definitely just a long, long thin person, you're still a lot more. Like, yeah, just like rounded, I find, which I think pole dancer bodies mm. are fantastic bodies. Again, whatever size and shape you are, like, because I don't know, even if you're like a more heavy set person, your shoulders are still these like powerful things that just, it just looks yeah. good. And I, oh, I love pole dancers. Hench.
1: Henchers. Oh, can I swear? Yeah, I can. Say yes,
0: that. you can. I always put hench as fuck is what you wanted to say. I could Henches hear it. Fuck.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: oh, exactly. Oh gosh. Right. Okay. Then. So, okay, we've 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 done uni. You've gone through all these things. So, like, mm-hmm. what? Like when I when I left dance school, which again was a whole other thing, and about a hundred years ago now. Like, I was so ready to leave. Like, I know there was a lot of people in my school because I mean. I did a contemporary dance degree and it's like people are Jerry pretty, bloody scared of leaving because you've had the safety of university and then now yeah. you have to go and take this degree that you've got and hopefully get performance jobs. And, you know, for a lot of people, the first sort of year or even a couple of years can be a little bit like, oh my gosh. But it, for you, what was really happening? Because I mean, I think you mentioned to me before you managed to get a, a job as a, uh, you a project manager in... Aerospace. Aerospace, thank you. Um, But were you already considering, like, okay, I've got this other skill that I've had, you know, for the last, what, three, four years. Like, at what Mm. point, were like, did you literally just wake up one day and be like, you know what, I just would like to pole dance. Like, was there a a day, a time, a show that you saw? Like, because it's quite a big, Mm. it's not unusual, I don't think, from your, I guess, being a gymnast. But I mean, there must have been a moment that's a bit of a, I'm going to do this
1: yeah um i (laughs) this is actually a really funny story
0: (laughs) i love me a funny story
1: (laughs) i don't know if i should tell the pg version or the full version
0: full version <laughs> full version <laughs> of course the full version you can <laughs> <laughs> full version mel come on get it all out <laughs> <Get> it.
1: <laughs> well well okay if i'm telling the full version basically i took i may have taken some substances <laughs> ah <laughs> it made me visualize my life from a different perspective right and cool and I, I just felt when i saw myself um I was I just saw myself you know like hunched over my desk bent over and just like working crazy hours Hmm. doing something that I really do enjoy like I loved working in the aerospace industry super interesting super cool putting things in space
0: right yeah
1: I was like yeah (laughs) but I, I just was like is this what I want to be doing right now though with my body because you know we're You can only do this type of career for so long. Um, Not that my end is imminent soon, but, you know, the older I get, like, the harder it will be to kind of step back from my muggle job because I will only get more and more senior. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, not senior as in, like, old senior, as in senior in my my career. Um, Oh, I love it. A big part of it was, like, I got promoted to senior project manager at my work. I'm wow. um, starting to talk about sort of the projects I was going to take on and space missions are super long they are like wow. uh, 10 years sometimes, <gasps> you know they really like, years. yeah yeah like from conception wow. to launch, and then also to the monitoring of whatever it is that you've launched like they go on for years and years and years
0: and because it has to doesn't then, it I mean I can't even begin to imagine how complex it is to put something in space that's it's I mean yeah, I, li- I literally like don't understand don't I don't know.
1: Um, me either. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the when I got promoted and and they were we were talking about you know what sort of projects I want to take on because one of my bigger projects had just finished. I was just thinking like oh my god like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm signing up for the next ten years of my life and yeah. I just don't know if I'm ready for that level of commitment yet. Mm. Um, and that's really what got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, is this is this? I mean, yeah, the other things, but that if I'm talking on a more like uh, <laughs> straight talking sense. Yes. Yeah, that is what made me think. You know, maybe it's time for a little bit of a change in my life. Right. Um. Yeah.
0: So what was this sort of first step then? Because I, I I remember we spoke a little while ago. Um, about that you were in this incredible position you were about to take on potentially a 10 year space mission um, and yeah. and did you just walk in one day and be like thank you but no I've got no. this to do
1: like <laughs> 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 No, no, it was a really difficult decision. It definitely wasn't a quick one. Mm. I kind of knew that I wanted to pursue pole in a more professional capacity mm. through lockdown as well because, you know, I was able to teach online and realised, actually, like, I'm not that bad of a teacher. I'm getting lots of students from all over the world that want to be taught by me. So Amazing. there is work here. Mm. Um, so I sort of approached my work and said, I'm you know, I'm thinking of maybe moving to London because there's a lot more opportunity there for me to pursue pole uh, mm. in a, both a teaching sense and a performing sense and then they offered me the chance to work remotely which was fab. Um, so I moved to London um, and was working 100% from home wow. um, which didn't really suit the job, if I'm being honest with you, like building hardware specifically, like you really need to be in the laboratories, like working with the scientists and engineers. Um, and so I had the conversation with my line manager and I was like, you know, as much as I really enjoy doing this career, Mm. I just feel like my passion lies elsewhere for the moment. Right. Doesn't mean, I'll never go back into the aerospace industry, Mm. but, um, I just felt like this burning, de- like it really was a burning desire. I could, you know, I, I was literally living, drinking, sleeping, thinking all the time about Paul. Even when I was in Zoom calls, like all I could think of it was Paul. Like the moment my laptop was closed, I went to the studio and, and it, it was exhausting. It got to a point where I almost burned out because I was doing basically two jobs, like yeah, teaching yeah. in the evenings and working in the daytimes. And I knew something had to give. So... Um, I was very lucky in the respect that my job, actually, they offered me a career break instead of, like, a full, just a resignation, um, which <laughs> yeah. means, yeah, which is fab, which means uh, I basically, whenever I finish uh, gallivanting across the world doing this dancing malarkey, hopefully, um, and if I do want to, I, I can go back um, to my post as an a aerospace project manager, which is fab.
0: Just because I kind of want to know, is there anything that we would know about that you've actually gone into space? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean... There was uh, a mission that was launched. It was the Metop satellites. Um, I worked on. Um, they're they're basically like weather satellites, so nothing like super duper exciting.
0: Not things are uh, looking for aliens. Um, That's such a shame.
1: Not. Aww. Although, <laughs> although, having said that, there there we worked on one of the Mars rovers. Um, at oh my, wow! My company and. Um, but some of the instruments that we uh, developed were the ones that kind of uh, measure tectonic plate activity, so you know, things that measure yeah. earthquakes. And we actually managed to discover that Mars has Mars quakes, which is really No!
0: Cool. Oh my god, you actually call yeah. them Mars quakes? Of course you wouldn't call them yeah. earthquakes. <laughs> ah!
1: Yeah, and it was really cool because, like, <laughs> we found out but we weren't allowed to say it to anyone i mean i don't know who i would tell anyway that would actually bring
0: any, yeah don't, any don't tell advantage. anyone but we've just done this and you're just like great uh, yeah. what am i going to do with this info put it on instagram not really
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah but that was pretty cool
0: that's um, absolutely fascinating like in in your poll work have you ever considered making any any performances that are sort of uh, somehow reminiscent of your your previous work
1: Yeah, actually. um, Tonight, I'm performing at a venue called The Box. Funky. um, They have definitely taken inspiration from my previous work as an engineer scientist. Um, There will be lots of uh, test tubes and magic potions flying around. That
0: sounds like The Box to me. (laughs)
1: Very exciting. Very exciting. I'm very excited.
0: Oh, man, that's incredible. Okay, well, I want to know then, so... when when you said see later to your to your previous life not see later but (laughs) but i'm just gonna put a pause on this like what was the first thing that you did then actually like i mean it it sounds like it wasn't it wasn't clear it's like boom i'm just gonna start again because that would be terrifying like you what was it what was the sort of progression from because clearly you were teaching a lot like were you performing particularly then
1: um, I was performing a little bit, um, not as much as I am now. I've really thrown myself mm. much more into the performing world now. Um, the first thing I did when I left my job is I went travelling. Nice. <laughs> went to Southeast Asia and Australia.
0: You took a gap, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. gap, yeah. Really gap. gap six weeks. Gap six weeks, all right, cool. Yeah.
0: Sensible so in our time. It's
1: really cool. Mm. Uh, i did it um i did a pole retreat everything whenever i go on vacation or a holiday it's never really a holiday i always go to train Mm. so i was training in uh thailand and uh, in bali there's so many pole dancers out there. yeah of course um and of course australia which is for me like the home of pole dancing and i got to teach with um maddie and michelle (sighs) who for me are like I mean, one of the OG pole dancers.
0: Icons, absolute icons.
1: (laughs) Exactly, absolute icons. And it made me realize, you know, how easy it is. Not easy, but. Like like we were saying earlier, how opening the pole community is. Like hmm. I was able to train with them and teach with them, and I connected with so many pole dancers like through social media that just kind of welcomed me into their into their communities. Like I ended up staying with one of the girls for like the whole two weeks I was in Australia. I, I just checked out of my hostel and was living with her because
0: oh cool like,
1: we got on so well. I'm um, taught you know taught a few workshops here and there, and then um came back to the UK and just taught performed and did whatever came my way really I I didn't say I tried to do as much as I could, like try not to say no to anything, mm. um, but very quickly realized that my body can only do so much. So, <laughs>
0: yes. yeah. For sure. I mean, there must be like an element of burnout. Like I think I've, I've I think I'm currently going through a phase where I literally just had a bit of a meltdown in like February. Cause I went from sort of the, the end of lockdown and obviously all, all of the performance world are just, you know, gone into all kinds of chaos. And then I was that person like when I'm not working, you sound maybe you're a bit similar to me when you've not got something to do. You're like right, what am I doing? Where am I going? What yes. do I need to do? And it, you know, I'm, I'm terrible at stopping. And so I, I told myself like at the end of January, what I'd done from something like August until the end of January was nonstop, either hustling to find stuff, teaching somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, and it was all good. But then I, I really, I, I said, because I had, I've, I've got a project coming up. I was like, okay, between February and March, I'm just going to just stop and try and focus on all the other things I want to do, which in my case right now is DJing, which is a whole different thing, which is fun. But you know I'm really struggling like I struggle with the idea of burnout or stopping or resetting yourself like was there any moments during your sort of transition sort of really into pole world where you actually had a bit of maybe I don't know even anxiety or worry or anything just that you were a bit like uh okay just keep going just keep going keep going like was anything where you were like ah
1: (laughs) yes yeah I mean Quite possibly every week. (laughs) Like I obviously have my regular work, which is my teaching, and that's week on week, and I love that. But I can't do that every day, Um, so my performing is a bit more sporadic. Yeah, uh, I'm very blessed that I have a residency at a venue called Proud Cabaret, which Mm. you know that is very reliable work. That's nice. um, There have been a few quieter phases. And yeah, I, 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 struggle like you to switch off and um, mm. I always feel like I should be doing something mm. um, and I feel like it's wasted time if it's not pole dancing, <laughs> in yes. all honesty with you. Yeah. Um, yeah it's so bad like I remember I was like oh maybe I'll go I'll do you know a dance class or something else that's not pole related like another form of fitness I tried to do some bouldering or something like that oh my god and I remember thinking the full time like I could just be pole dancing I'd rather just be pole (laughs) dancing Um, yeah which is maybe not the best thing I mean I, you definitely should be cross training I do do cross training I have to yeah. say um, I've got a lot more into like going to the gym and doing handstands and things to kind of keep my muscular yeah. balance um, as minimal as possible um, but yeah coming back to the burnout I um, I think it just comes hand in hand with being a freelancer, you know. If, if
0: Sadly. There are days where
1: I'm like, you know, I'm so free. I'm, I'm free. I don't have to, like, work for anyone. And then there's days where I'm like, I'm so free. What am I doing with my life? Why did I give up my job? Um, yeah. and you, just, you just have to trust, I think, that, you know, work will come. It will come
0: you know what well, you you've know absolutely what hit the nail on the head like that because i i'm 100 that person where like and I'm, you might be the same especially if you're getting into these worlds now as well like uh, or well, you're in the world like um you know you, people will put on instagram that they've just performed here and just performed there and like you know and it'll be like another pole dancer or something and you're like well well hold on like i i know these people why why am i not the one and that's that's the thing mm-hmm. that i struggle with the most where i'm thinking well that should have been me and then i i have to really again it's it's a bit like the these, these are my learned skills I've developed for myself of like number one you get scared talking to people so work on that secondly and it's what I really start working on is like just because it's on Instagram it, it doesn't mean anything and I have to try and remember to, to pull myself out and again I, I think I shout Lisa Hammond in almost every podcast but she is like my my human and also my best friend Josh where I have to sort of if I feel a bit crappy I'll sort of message them saying that I feel a bit crappy and they're like okay but you also have this you've done this you're about to do this this is going to happen very soon and also this will happen and do you have this thing of people around you seem to have blind faith that somehow you will always be okay (laughs) yes
1: Yes. i hate that I (laughs) i had this exact same conversation last night actually really because um yeah i think especially as a Now that I've just come into this world of pole dancing, I don't have a CV, right? It's not like my (laughs) old job where I'm like, okay, I studied, I got this for my A-levels and then I did this and, you know, have all these qualifications. With pole, it's like, I have have imposter syndrome really bad. Oh, me too, um, man yeah and uh, with this performance in box this evening it's so they love to put on like a show like a full-on yeah. not just you know a piece on the pole it's, mm. it's got to be a whole story right you have to do a lot of acting and and for me i've never done any sort of musical theater or acting so I, it's really out of my comfort zone and uh, to be honest i'm, I'm bricking it <laughs> very <laughs> much um and I was talking to my friend about it last night, and, and she said exactly the same thing that you've said. She was like, when, when have you ever done something that's not gone to plan? <laughs> obviously, there's there, there's been times where I've obviously fucked up, but, like, yeah. nothing's so disastrous. Like, we're professionals. You know, are yeah. able to improvise if things go wrong. Yeah. And... I think, yeah, we're our own worst enemies, aren't we? Like, we, we cat- catastrophize all the time about the worst possible things that could happen. Yeah. And 99% of the time, it never does happen.
0: Oh, yeah, literally 99% of the time, it never does happen. And also, like, I, I just always just... I have this imagination that like, if I'm not doing something it means that everyone's forgotten who I am but again that's never the case either like I have managed to reconnect with a handful of really amazing people from, from my past not not a uh, performance, but more from a technical standpoint and like I have this imagination of this like I mean I don't know if this happens for you probably not if it's performance wise but Like, where I had a life in Macau and where I think I was, in some ways, I was top of my game and, like, my community was all there and then I made the decision that I'd gotten everything I possibly could out of this this show. And I left. I was the one that left uh, to go and do other things and everything's been very fruitful from that. But I still... Because I had such an incredible time and I loved it, I have this, like, such mad fear that all these people have forgotten me. They don't know who I am anymore. And then, like... I've met two, two people recently that were really a big part of my life before and nothing's different they remember who I am they're, they're really impressed mm. with how I, what I've changed into where I'm going now they're telling me where I should be going and I again it's one of those things of being like you're fine relax yes. you've done a lot you've got this incredible yeah this CV that's not really a CV but like, <laughs> this bizarre CV and yeah. it's 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 worth reflecting on what you've actually achieved when you're feeling a bit like, where am I, what am I doing?
1: A hundred percent. And you'll get people like, who come up to you and say, oh, I remember you performed at XYZ and it was years and years ago, because the thing is, is with our form of work, our type of work, when we perform, it's, it you know, it's something big that people remember for years to come. I mean, mm-hmm. that sounds really big headed, but like, but I no. performances that I've watched from years and years ago, mm. that I still remember to this day. Yeah. So it, just because you're not constantly creating something constantly doing something it doesn't mean you're irrelevant
0: mm. you know
1: and I, I also I think it's important to take time to rest as well because <laughs> if you don't like your body will say no for you if you don't say oh. no your Hell body yeah. will say no
0: and yeah, and you said it before, like there's only a certain amount of time that you can actually be a, a pole dancer. I mean, obviously, we know that in, in the pole world, there are people that are still performing and creating from the like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s. I've, I've known an 80 yeah. year old that is still mad and doing <laughs> pole. I mean, OK, it's it's not her full time career, but I mean, it's there is there is an end. So, you know, it's it's it is like how full of. Can I be at this moment? Because sadly, my body, which is falling apart, is, uh, is yeah, it's not going to get anywhere. And also, I mean, ho- hopefully you must feel the same as me because you were judging one of the, the comps I was comparing recently. These like 16 year old Italians are smashing it. Oh my Lord. I
1: know. Like. I I I was like I think I just put my it wasn't a pen, but my metaphorical pen. I just put my <laughs> pen down and I was like, there's no point even marking this because it's like tens across the board. Oh really god. Phenomenal.
0: Absolutely phenomenal. And we'll talk more about that in our in our next episode. So on that on that point We will talk more about everything performance and and how these kids are going to destroy us very, very soon. So please come back to us here at Public Showering for episode two of Mel Lee and her spectacular career.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Right. We will see you next time, my friends. Bye. (laughs) If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering podcast, you have to experience Sadasi www.so.duncan.com/sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential it's fun it's chill and i'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support so come join us at www.soduncan.com slash it's been a pleasure to have you with me today i'll see you there love you bye-bye